Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Om Namo Bhagavate Narayanam Namaskriptyam Narayanam Narotamam Devin Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Yayan Udhiraje Nasta Prayesu Vadresu Nityam Bhavata Sevaja Bhagavati Uttama Sloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naistiki Reading from Srimad Bhavatam Canto 5 Chapter 18 The residents of Jambudid offer prayers Text number 33 Um Jasmina Sankhya Javishesha Nama Jasmina Sankhya Javishesha Nama Rupa Krito Kavi Kalpi Tejam Rupa Krito Kavi Kalpi Tejam Sankhya Jayata Tvadrisa Paniyate Sankhya Jayata Tvadrisa Paniyate Tasmai Nama Sankhya Nara Tasmai Nama Sankhya Nidarshanaya Iti Teiti Jasmina Sankhya Yavishesha Nama Rupa Krito Kavi Kalpitejam Sankhya Yayatsa Sankhya Yayata Tvadrisa Paniyate Tasmai Nama Sankhya Nidarshanayate Iti Jasmina Sankhya Yavisaya Nama Rupan Kritos Kavi Kalpiteyam Sankhyayayasta Tvadrisapaniyate Tasmai Nama Sankhyani Darshanaya Teiti Translation, word by word. If you would like to repeat, please. Jasmine, in you, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Asankhyaya, innumerable, Vishesha, particular, Nama, names, Rupa, forms. Akrito, possessing bodily features. Kavi, 
the great by great learned persons. By great learned persons. <coughs> Kalpita, Kalpita. Imagine. Imagine. Iyam. Iyam. This. This. Sankhya. Sankhya. Number. Number. Yaya. Yaya. By whom. By whom. <coughs> Tatua, Tatua of the truth, truth. Drisa by knowledge, knowledge. Apaniyate is extracted, extracted. Tasmai unto, unto him, him. Nama, Nama respectful obeisances, Sankhya Nidarasanaya who is the revealer of this numeral, numerical knowledge. Who is the revealer of this numerical knowledge? Te, Te unto you. Unto you. It does. Translation and purple by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shila Prabhupada. Translation. O oh my Lord, your name, form, and bodily features are expanded in countless countless forms. No one can determine exactly how many forms exist. Yet, you yourself, in your incarnation as the learned scholar Kapiladev, have analyzed the cosmic manifestation as containing 24 elements. Therefore, if one is interested in Sankhya philosophy, by which one can enumerate the different truths, he must hear it from you. Unfortunately, non-devotees simply count the different elements and remain ignorant in your actual form. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. If you can repeat, please. Oh, my Lord. Oh my Lord, your name, your name, form and bodily features, form and bodily features are expanded in uncountless uncount, forms. Are expanded in countless forms. No one can determine. No one can determine exactly how many forms exist. Exactly how many forms exist. Yet you yourself, yet you yourself, in your incarnation as the learned scholar Kapiladev. As your as the scholar, have analyzed the cosmic manifestation, have analyzed the cosmic manifestation as, containing 24 elements. as containing 24 elements. Therefore, Therefore if one is interested in Sankhya philosophy, by which one can enumerate the different truths, he must hear it from you. He must hear it from you. Unfortunately, non-devotees simply count the different elements and remain ignorant of your actual form. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Philosophers and scientists has been trying to study the entire cosmic situation I have been theorizing and calculating in different ways for millions and millions of years. However, the speculative research work 
of so-called scientists or philosophers is always interrupted when he dies. And, he, and the laws of nature goes on, beyond, goes on without regard for his work. For billions of years, changes take place in the material creation and until at last the whole universe is dissolved and remain in an unmanifested state. Constant change and destruction. Butua, butua, pralijate, pralijate. It's perpetual, going on in nature. Yes, the material scientist Scientists want to study natural laws without knowing the supreme personality of Godhead, who is the background of nature. As Krishna states, states in Bhagavad Gita 9:10, Mayadiaksena prakriti sajate sacharacharam hetuna nena kaunteya. This material nature is working under my direction, also of Kunti, and it is producing all moving and immobile beings. By the rules, this manifestation is created and annihilated again and again. Now, the material creation is manifest. Eventually, it will be annihilated annihilated and remained for many millions of years in a dormant state. As, and finally, it will again be created. This is the law of nature. Onangyati mirandasya kyanangyana salakaya chakshurulamitanjena tasmai sri gurave namaha Mukang karoti vatalam, fangung langaya tegirin, jat kripata maham bande, sri guru dinatarin, amaham vishnu padaya, krishna prestaya hutale, sri mate vaktivedanta, swami itinamine, namaste saraswati deve, goravani prajarine, Nirvisesa sunjavadi, paschatia de shatarinem, vantagalpataruyascha, kripasindu via evacha, patita nampa vanevio, vaishnavivio namonamaha, jaisi krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda, sri advaita gadadhara sri vasadi goravakta vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. Thank you for attending Srimad Vatan class. Uh, so, this is the last prayer that um, Ariyama is offering to Krishna on his incarnation as Kurma Vata. So we, we have been studying the prayers of different residents from different Varshas. So um, now 
uh, well, as we understand, um, different incarnations of Krishna, it's glori- they are glorifying in, in these bhashas, uh, different um, chiefs of devotees, all are advanced devotees, pure devotees. Men. So they try to glorify the Lord through different uh, selected prayers. And these prayers um, are revealing their mood, their uh, circumstances, and how they can address the Lord in a particular manner. So in this way we can um, understand their level of consciousness. So Stanan is the topic of this chapter, especially this canto of Avatar, that is more trying to understand how the living entities are distributed in all different system, system different planets in our material creation, the universe. But this distribution is done based on their level of consciousness. So we are now understanding that is what is the consciousness of these devotees in these different varshas. And now it's Ariyama in this Harivarsha. Uh, Harivarsha, no, Harivarsha is Hiranjamaya Varsha. Hiranjamaya Varsha, yeah. And Harivarsha is Pralad Maharaj, yeah. He prays to Lord That's also another way how we can understand the character and the mood of a pure devotee prayers of Pralad Maharaj that previously we studied. A particular, um, those prayers, when Pralad Maharaj is praying to Lord Nisinga first that uh, please protect me or remove those uh, inappropriate, uh, inauspicious things from me and uh, make me fearless. It's quite important, that point. And also, at the same time, he doesn't remain in that plan. He asks for something else. Do you remember what is that? What he's asking after that? The, the, the prayers of Pralad Maharaj to Nisinharev, when in the beginning he's requesting, please remove all the inauspiciousness and make me fearless. And the second text, he's asking for something very important that reveals the character of a pure devotee as well. So, as for demons, pacify the whole envious people in this world? Yeah, that's right. It's praying for the benefit of others. <clears throat> yes, uh, please uh, help uh, our brain, the swastias to be that prayer. Very important prayer. It's revealing the character of a pure devotee. That is not just praying for his own benefit, it's praying for the benefit of others. So it's something that we, we need to understand because ba- basically, uh, now, for example, studying this uh, topic of the creation, understanding the levels of consciousness of the different entities, it's Bhagavatam teaching us um, what or how or why we are in this material world and how we can come out from there. So, different teachings. Um, now, for example, in this part, studying uh, specifically the elements of the creation, 24 elements that is described in detail in the third canto, 
and especially here is mentioned the incarnation of Krishna. Krishna himself is giving this knowledge in authorized manner. So, and his incarnation is capillative. But another point of this chapter, this text especially, is describing not just the elements of the nature that is described by Krishna himself, it's also describing or mentioning about Krishna's different forms, incarnations, and names, activities. So it's quite important, this, this point, to understand the link between these two, um, because all this material creation takes place because Krishna manifested it. Krishna is directly organizing that, and why? Why is take place this creation? Because this, for example, for us studying these 24 elements, how are um, organized, and is how it's imposing us. Because uh, if we understand why is the purpose of this creation that we are not even have influence upon them because it's something that we, we receive as a spiritual soul. So why is the, all these things? We, we can question ourselves. And the, the idea basically is to understand our, the, origin, the origin of our conditioning, or how is this taking place, and how we can come out from there. And this is nicely described in the uh, second canto, it's chapter 9, the first three texts, where, for example, it's explained that Krishna himself is making the arrangement to the material energy to influence into this, in the spiritual soul. Krishna is arranging that. But why Krishna is arranging that? It's because the desire of the living entity, because we have free will. So we have our free, uh, a free will to choose what we desire, and based on our desires, is Krishna is arranging this uh, the influence of how the material energy is, is affecting or is affecting the living entity, and uh, how that effect is the, the different type of bodies that we have according to our desires, based on that misconception that who I am and the I and mine, because our tendency of being enjoyer and controllers. So based on that, that's all the variety of the eight millions, four thousand type of bodies are created because of our desires. So how come we can come out from that? Also in the third uh, text of this uh, nine chapter of Second Canto, is described the only way how we can come out from there. Do you have idea what is it? Service. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just basically coming out from that misconception. And that <coughs> misconception is understanding what is our constitutional position. And our constitutional position is to be a servant. And to be a servant means to be engaged in a devotional service, the proper acti constitutional activity, the living entity, and means to be engaged in devotional service to Krishna. Yeah? It's the only way how we can come out from the influence of the material energies. 
and be free from this repeated cycle of getting new bodies according to our material desires. So that means for changing that those concepts, who I am, we have to change the nature of our desires. And the Bhavatan is teaching us that. Throughout the whole Bhavatan, we will learn the different desires, how they are uh, channeled, how it dovetails in devotional service, different types of devotees with different desires. So it's for us, it's a learning lessons that we have to from Bhavatan and how we can apply it according to our circumstances. It's a gradual process. Um, so in that way, if we understand, for example, the description now of the, the 24 elements, understanding that Krishna is behind that. Because there are many attempts on different people, in this case, as proper mentioned in the purpose, philosophers, scientists, trying to understand our nature. So we try to describe what are the elements. And yesterday, nicely, our uh, Hanuman Prabhu was expressing, or was, explain, was explaining how the efforts of scientists even creating some um, instruments trying to find the God particle in that searching for uh, what is in this nature, what is the origin of our existence. So that tendency is there. But because it's not properly dovetailed in the right manner, so the knowledge that we can acquire, it's not um, the uh, real one, and it's not permanent, it's not eternal, not permanent, and doesn't give, uh, give us the goal that we want, to be free from this cycle of uh, repeat birth and death, and in our continual... Um, Pursue of happiness in a wrong, uh, with wrong means. So experiencing just insatisfaction. So in that way, for example, <coughs> we can <coughs> sorry, <coughs> we can see that uh, the creation that takes place. Yeah, if we can uh, study a bit more, as a Reference the third canto, more probably most of you they did you did it. How Kapila Dev is describing this creation, the four element, the twenty-four elements. In the beginning, it said that um, it's the unmanifested uh, modes of nature that everything is Brahman, Brahman. So <clears throat> the modes of nature are in a state of unmanifested state. So when they get manifested, they take them, <clears throat> it's becoming pradhan, sorry, the brahman, and in manifested modes of nature, it's pradhan. And then the Lord inject time and the living entities, and then that become mahatatwa. And then the old elements take place. The first one is the subtle one, as we, hear, we heard before, is false ego, ahankara, it comes from the, the most subtle to the gross. So then we have the mind, the intelligence, and, but it's the combination with the modes of nature. So ahankara with the mode of goodness is give, it, take it, give place to the potency of the mind. 
Then we have the modes of the mode of passion with a hankara, it's the intelligence. And also we have the mode of ignorance give take give place to the senses and all, all the other ingredients, all the elements. So perhaps you will wonder why we understand that intelligence is superior than the mind. So why the mind takes place with goodness and why the intelligence takes place with a combination of hunger and passion? Do you have that? Have you questioned yourself about it? About it? You wonder is, why is that? And what would be the answer to that question? Because in Bhagavad Gita we understand that uh, Krishna explains that intelligence is superior than the mind. And we also understand that mode of goodness is superior than mode of passion. So why the combination of Hankara and um, the mode of passion give place to the potency of the intelligence? And why mind with the mode of goodness? How we can reconcile that? Do you have some ideas? Can you help me to understand that, please? Is your uh, how the, the mode of passion uh, combined with the hankara is giving place to the intelligent understanding that passion it's, it's, it's lower than the goodness and intelligence is it's superior than the mind and the goodness combined with the hankara give take, uh, place to the potency of the mind how we can understand that Oh, why is that take place? When you referred in Bhagavatam, you referred that same chapter, I think, chapter number 26, third canto, Kapila Dev. So he explains in that verse 27 from, from the false ego of goodness, another transformation takes place. From this evolves the mind, yeah. whose thoughts and reflection give rise to desire. And also he says that mind of the living entity is known by the name Lord Aniruddha. So in that way I think it's uh, the goodness, the mind is you know, comparing to the Lord, so that is superior. And that the passion comes intelligence. And then here intelligence also is saying the function of the intelligence helps to ascertain the nature of object when they come into view and to help the senses. Mm -hmm. So passion means you do some activity. Yeah. So basically, that's where the intelligence, you know, it likes to plan, it likes to give you some data to the senses and everything, so that way it is. Yeah, you, you're giving a good answer in that way, in the sense that uh, the function of the mind, oh, sorry, the function, yeah, function of the mind is thinking, feeling, desiring, yeah? And intelligence is assisting the mind to planning, it's more strategical. So in that, but the superior, superiority of the intelligence is there. So why it comes from passion? That was a little bit more the idea, the, the, the question, because goodness is superior than passion. It should be intelligence coming from passion, from goodness, not from passion. So the answer basically is in one sense related to what you said. I was listening to some lectures in this point, uh, regarding this point. The answer is that... Um, if we understand that 
due to our desires, the nature of our desires, we uh, caused our entanglement in this material nature, different bodies according to our um, contaminated desires. So in that way, in order to fulfill our desires, we need our intelligence to be under the influence of passion. Because only in that way, that can facilitate the purpose of the mind according to the desires, with plans and strategies how to satisfy those desires. Because purify intelligence, it's not under the passion and the influence of mode of passion according to the, the material nature. So that is one answer, because of the nature of our desires. The intelligence has to be in, under the influence of the mode of passion. So it's also another point that we need to understand how this dynamic works, because um, this knowledge is given to us by Krishna himself to help us to come out from this conditioning. If we understand these functions, so we will be able to direct our activities in the right manner. And also, if we understand that Krishna is the one who is giving these instructions, we will be able to approach or have the proper attitude towards this knowledge. And that is uh, exemplified by Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, when he has the proper attitude for inquiry. He acknowledged that, okay, I'm bewildered due to the weaknesses of my mind, So, but I need your guidance. Tell me what is the best for me, so I'm surrendered to you. So in that way, with that attitude, we can approach to these teachings, to this knowledge, and receive the benefit of that. Because many people, many scholars, philosophers, and scientists, like Prabhupada mentioned, they try also to uh, approach to these uh, studies, this knowledge, information, by their own means or different uh, methods. But because the attitude is not appropriate, Krishna is not revealing the knowledge or the path, authorized path to them. Or they are not even able to take advantage of the authorized path because the approach or the attitude is not appropriate. Another point that for us also to understand, um, well, so as a reference, briefly, I'll try to mention how those twenty. What are those twenty-four elements uh, described in third canto? Most probably, you you know about it. So we mentioned before is from the subtle to to the gross. We have. The mind, intelligence, sorry, Ahankara, mind, intelligence, and the five elements that is Ita, air, from the Saturn, air, fire, water, and earth. So we have that cycle. And from there, for example, we have also the other elements are the senses and the object of the senses. So we know what is what are them? the senses, five senses. Yeah, we we learn in this school as well. No, the the and sorry, the 
Gyanendrias and Karmendrias. We have so I won't go through that because you will, I guess, in one sense, something that most of us we heard, we know. Um, but uh, the idea basically is understanding these structures of these elements are given to us for one purpose. To utilize them in a right manner that can facilitate us to come in from our conditioning if we have the proper knowledge. Otherwise, it would be like a again and again, different methods of philosophers or scientists or people who does, they don't have knowledge, the tendency to look for enjoyment or happiness in a wrong manner, looking for enjoyment that at the end it won't give us the satisfaction that we are looking for. So, so whatever endeavor that we can have or scientists or other philosophers or people looking for happiness, Without the proper method, it would be fruitless and always frustration. And um, very interestingly, Prabhupada in the purpose mentioned that uh, you can endeavor, or scientists can endeavor getting high level of knowledge from material point of view, but doesn't remain permanent because they are also in the cycle of continued birth and death. After they die, the material nature will go on. It won't uh, stop or take regard about why the achievements, because when they take birth again, they have to study in the same process. Well, we have some cases of uh, genius, little kids, uh, they take birth. It's as a proof of reincarnation, how you, we can explain that uh, at very young age, people have... Um, a lot of abilities, and it's based in many cases previous activity, previous life experience. That's one explanation. So, but doesn't mean, for example, that extent to about uh, the the whole learning process that all of us we have to to pass through in the uh, by obtaining a body. So, in essence, the idea is to understand why we have these elements, uh, who we are, understanding who we are, who is behind that, and what is the relationship of that, because isn't, uh, yesterday was very nicely also presented a que- as a question with Arjun, uh, Hanuman Prabhu mentioning that the, the living entity is pure in nature, and uh, the material nature it doesn't. They don't match in nature, in a, as a as a, a, a constitutional essence, spiritual and matter. How they can uh, combine? Because that is our experience right now. We are a spiritual souls, but we are having the experience of this material existence. So how this is combined? There is a link in between. So we need to understand that point. That many. Uh, scientists or philosophers, they fail to reach that knowledge, that understanding for the continuous, for that is the, the continuous samsara. So in the Shastras, it's explained that aspect. As we mentioned before, in the second canto, nine chapter, text first, second and third, explain that dynamic. It's Krishna who is arranging that in different ways. 
yesterday was explained through Paramatma because Krishna is the origin of the spiritual material energy and how these are combined is Krishna himself, the link for that. Through his different energies and himself as a Paramatma, it's in that way how that takes place or what we are experiencing now as well. That's one point. Another point in this purpose is also nicely mentioned about the different forms, names, Nama, Guna, Rupa, sorry, Nama, Rupa, Guna, and Nila of the Lord. And it's this uh, construct, it's also the way how we interact. When we want to know about somebody, <clears throat> what we, is, we ask is, what is his name? And then how he looks, or how she looks like, or what, uh, uh, what are her qualities or his qualities, and then what activities. It's the same principle for us also to learn the Lord, and like how the, the Shastras are describing our, for us to understand that. So Krishna, um, when in this, especially in this text, is talking about the innumerable forms of the Lord, countless. So that is described nicely by Lord Chaitanya himself in the Chaitanya Charitamrita to Sanatana Goswami. That is in uh, Maria Lila, if I'm not wrong, it's chapter 20, when Lord Chaitanya uh, explained this uh, knowledge to Sanatana Goswami, so I'll try to summarize a bit about this point, how the different incarnations of the Lord or different forms of the Lord take place. So uh, we know that uh, the original form, Swayambhava uh, and Krishna form, is the, the cowherd boy in Vrindavan. And from him, all the creation, spiritual material will take place from his energies, and he himself it's, uh, take, uh, take different incarnations through his different potencies. So in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, explain, explain, Chaitanya Charitamrita describes about the internal potencies of the Lord, the living entities, and the external potencies of the Lord. But he said that, it said that from his internal potency, all the spiritual worlds take place. The living entities are also part of his energies. And the Vahiranga Shakti, that is the external energy, all the material creation takes place. So about his forms, we have uh, for, from his internal point energy, uh, Krishna has... Um, so. Two forms of the Lord, for example, from the original Swayam Bhavan, we have the Prakash, uh, Prabhav Prakash, and the Vaibhava um, uh, Prakash. So, from the Prakash, uh, Prabhava Prakash, on the, on the forms of the Lord, they have the same qualities, the same form of the Lord. So, that's, for example, when Krishna. Uh, expand himself in Dansaras or in Dwarka when all the queens. So it's the same features of the Lord. 
with the same uh, activities, qualities. So that's what Prabhava Prakash. And then we have the another category that is called Vaibhava Prakash. So different forms of the Lord with different qualities. And f- that from the, the original one is Lord Balaram. That expand from Krishna himself. From him, we understood before in previous classes were described the Chaturbhuja take place, the first Chaturbhuja. So, but from, sorry, we have from Balaram, we have two categories that is the Vilas and the Swayam. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, the Vilas Prakash and the Swansa so then from there, we have, from the Vilasberg uh, um, category, uh, we have all the Chaturvyuhas. Uh, then we have the second Chaturvyuhas. And then from the second Chaturvyuha, we have all the 24 Vishnu form of the Lord. And from the Swansa category, we have the six types of, another six categories of the incarnations of the Lord. So those are described in the, if I'm not wrong, in the first canto as well, the third chapter, the different incarnations of the law. And also, of course, Chaitanya Charitamrita. We have six categories. The first one are Lila avatars, Purusha avatars, Mamantara avatars, we have um, Guna avatars, uh, Shakti avatars, and Yuga. Sorry? Parasurana. Yeah, Parasurana. Yeah, but we have Gunavatars, sorry, Lilavatars, Gunavatars, Purushavatars, Mamantaravatars, Shaktiveshavatars, and. Come on, one more, uh, I forgot. Yuga, what did we say? We didn't say Yuga. No, no, Yuga. Okay. Sorry, oh. recapitulation. It's. Lila Avatar, Guna Avatars, Namantara Avatars, Shakti Avatars, Purusha Avatars, Yuga Avatars. I said it in the second. Okay, you know better. Okay, you got it. We have the six categories, and all are again Krishna's. But there is a special aspect in the in the Shaktivishavatar, we have uh, two categories. Those who are directly empowered for the Lord uh, by the Krishna's energies. And other, sorry, those who are living entities who are empowered for the Lord, with specific uh, energy of the Lord. And the other one is the Bibhutis of the Lord. That is described nicely in the Bhavatan, uh, sorry, um, Bhavad Gita as well. So those are different incarnations of the Lord, and in that way we have uh, this. Those are described described in Bhavatan uh, also. And if I'm not wrong, on the third chapter of first canto, uh, described twenty five uh, different lila avatars. Uh, we hear about ten das avatars, the main ones, but uh, there are more in Bhavatan twenty five. The, or the little most descriptions about those incarnations. So in, in 
Yes, it's, again, this is based on Chaitanya Charita and Brita, the, the teachings of Lord Chaitanya to Sanatana Goswami. Mm. Well, this is one point that I wanted to mention in brief. Um, in my notes, also, mainly is the idea to understand why the creation takes place. And it's Krishna himself that um, it's organizing this with the purpose to facilitate us, living entities, our um, purification process because always we hear that the cause, root cause of our condition in our circumstance is the nature of our desires. And uh, this creation takes place because of our desires and not necessarily necessarily because Krishna uh, wants to create this material nature. It's Krishna trying to facilitate us to experience the nature of our desires. So in that way, we can see his endeavor trying to relate to us his creations of living entities because he is always in the pursuit to uh, foster the loving relationship with the living entities and also his loving attitude towards his creation because he understands that there is no other way for us living entities to be happy other than reestablish our relationship with him. But that cannot be forced. So it has to be our desire to do that. But because we have different desires, Krishna is creating all this material universe only to facilitate us that experience. So, but the, the important point also is to understand that it's, it's temporary doesn't have to do much with our real identity as a spiritual soul. It's like a dream or a theater when we are uh, watching a play in the theater. It's just something that has the end. It's like a dream. So if we do have real understanding about this principle, so in that way we can uh, orient it better over activities. So I think, I think it's what I can say now. I prepared different points, but I don't think it's needed. It's already time. So if you have any comments and questions that you would like to say, I'd be very grateful. Thank you. Sure, bro. Uh, I never thought about the influence part. You explain based on the influence rather than its constitutional nature. The constitutional nature of mind and intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. So your explanation was more based on the intelligence is more prone to the mode of passion so that the material desires can be fulfilled. Mm. So it was, in one sense, not looking directly uh, its constitutional innate nature, 
rather looking from how much it is prone to be influenced mm. or how it has to be influenced by the modes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. according to their functions. According to, uh, yeah, but m more based on influence rather than the function. That is my point. Yeah, if we want to talk about the nature of the so, intelligent and mind. Yeah, so yeah. So that reason, so if you look into the nature of mind and intelligence, then it looks more uh, right to say that mind is in moral goodness and intelligence is in passion. Because if you just see the function uh, of the intelligence, it is to, to discern That's a good point, Prabhu. Um, at the same time, uh, do not forget those are energies of the Lord as, as a nature. So the eight ele different elements that it's created from Krishna's energy. But also we mentioned in the beginning that this is uh, material, intelligent material uh, mind. But their if we talk about constitutional positions, we can also understand that there is a spiritual intelligence and a spiritual mind. So that they're beyond the most of nature. And they are active because they are part of the spiritual soul that by nature is active and is beyond the most of nature in that way. Because as exp it is explained that the nature of the living entity is active. And for that reason, it's one of the arguments that Srila Prabhupada is presenting that we cannot remain act uh, eternally in the Brahma Jyoti inactive as a spiritual soul, considering that aspect. If that is yes. something. Yeah, but if you consider the spiritual side of it, then emotions are considered superior than intelligence. Yeah, again, even, even as a, a yeah, because yeah. it's again in the absolute aspect. Yes, but not in the material uh, condition. Not I'm talking about Bhagavad Gita when you're struggling, but uh, even in a progressive stage of a devotee, emotions become superior to intelligence as one gets purified. Yeah, and in in that. Aspect, for example, if we talk about the superior nature or spiritual nature, it's not that one is superior than the others. They are all interact interdependent because they cannot uh, control other or function independent the others. In that way, they are all in the same level. And what it's superior basically is just the 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 type of in so-called superior because. In those mind intelligent or spiritual mind intelligence are more related to what type of relationship we are with the Lord. So in that way, we have different 
relationships with the Lord, which described in Nectar of Devotion in details as well. So the mind and intelligence work depending on that. They work in that way. But it doesn't mean that one is superior to the other from the absolute point of view. But there, we can classify, for example, Santya Ras, Sakya Ras, Sankhya Ras, Dasa Ras, Sankhya, Santa, Santa, Dasa, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya Ras. So, like an upgrading in one sense. But uh, those, the mind and intelligence, are just spiritual mind intelligence are subordinated for that based on those functions. So it's not one is superior to the others in that sense. Uh, well, we we talk in absolute terms, if that is the point. Okay. Any any and well, thank you for the comment, bro, from the question. Yeah. Emotions are superior to time. Where do they come from? Which platform is that? Purify state of consciousness of the soul because according to our relationship with the Lord, if we talk about this in absolute terms, is that your question, Mata? No. Where do the emotions originate from? As we said, for example, it's the mind that is, the functions of the mind is feeling, thinking, willing. So, Based on that, the emotions have its roots in the mind. And the nature of those emotions is based in what type of mind we have, purified spiritual mind or contaminated mind. Isn't that from the heart, the emotions? But the, the mind is in the heart if you want to, to, to be more specific. Is that answer your question, Mataji? Yes. Yeah. And also, why not? What are the, the more than 10 love of and what were the other ones mentioned in Bhavatan? 25, as, as far as I remember, that's in the third chapter of Bhavatan. Different descriptions of different incarnations of the love. And also, we should understand that the Lila avatars, many of these categories, uh, many incarnations, they can be involved for three of these categories simultaneously, not just one. So in that way, yeah. that's about the first canto, these descriptions. If there is no any more comments, uh, thank you, or question, thank you. Grandarasima Vatanki, Shila Prabhaki, Gora Premananti, Vanchakalpa Doroyascha, Kripa Sindhuyacha, Patitana Bhavani Vyo Vaishnavi Vyanamo Namaha. Okay. Salaveta Gola Bhaktavila Kiya.